Welcome. My name is Blake Lindsay, and I'm certainly glad you're here for Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. We are so pleased to have you join us weekly as we encourage and inspire you to reach your fullest potential. This week, we are talking about hope. Have you ever been without hope? I know I have, and it is a terrible place to be. If you find yourself in a place of hopelessness, Zig wishes to encourage you to see your life differently and to grab hold of the power of hope. If, on the other hand, you are hopeful and positive about your future, be thankful. In either instance, enjoy Zig as he motivates us to be hopeful. Some time ago, I read something that uh, rather intrigued me. I read where every third person was either remarkably handsome and unusually bright or amazingly beautiful and brilliant. Now, what I'd like to get you to do is look directly at the person on your left. No, left. Look them over real good. Now look directly at the person on your right. Look them over real good. And since it obviously ain't either one of them. (laughs) It's got to be you. You're the third person. What I want you to think in terms of as being that third person because you're remarkable in so many ways. I've got an objective this evening. The objective basically is to share with you how you can become the person you are intended to be and that in so many ways you already are. My objective is to get you to make some decisions today that will give you immediate benefits. But more importantly, they'll still be giving you benefits 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years down the road. The choices we make are absolutely incredible. I'm going to start by asking you four questions. First of all, how many of you honestly and sincerely believe, as a matter of fact, you're totally convinced there's something you can specifically do in the next three weeks that would make your personal life, your family life, and your business life worse? Can I see your hand, all right? Then how many of you believe there's something you can do in the next three weeks that would specifically make your personal life, your family life, and your business life better? Can I see your hand, okay? How many of you believe the choice is yours? Okay. How many of you believe every choice has an end result? Okay. Now let me tell you what you just said, whether you realize it or not. You just said, look, I don't really care about what's happened in my past. I don't even care what my circumstances are at the moment because there's something I can specifically do right now that will make my future either better or worse and the choice is mine. Folks, that's an awesome realization. It eliminates the blame game It eliminates an awful lot of things because it means you've got a choice. I love the story of the old Eskimo in the long ago. Up in the coldest region of Alaska where they used to have dog fights every Saturday. And the old Eskimo had a black dog and a white dog. 
And every Saturday, those two dogs would just go at it big time until finally they wore each other out. And over a period of years, they'd, uh, you know, they'd lost their zeal for fighting. And so he retired them. And one day, one of the local villagers said, you know, I noticed something kind of unusual. I noticed that one Saturday, the black dog would win and some Saturday, the white dog would win. But I noticed that you always won yourself. Regardless of which one won, you'd always bet on him. How did you know which one to bet on? Oh, he said, it was easy. I always bet on the one I'd been feeding all week. <laughs> now, you see, there's a positive and the negative. You have a choice as to what you want to feed in your mind. As you've heard me say several times already, you're what you are and where you are because of what's going into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Feed the positive and you will be positive. I'm really talking in this session about hope. Alfred Adler, the great psychologist and psychiatrist, made this statement. He said, hope is the foundational quality of all change. No hope, no change. John Maxwell put it this way. If there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. Hope is the great activator. The student with no hope of passing won't study. Why bother? I'm going to fail anyhow. The salesperson with no hope of making the sale won't make the call. I mean, what's the purpose? I'm not going to make a sale anyhow. The couple whose marriage is in trouble won't seek counseling because, I mean, why bother? Hey, this is a done deal. It's all over now. But give that person hope and then action will take place and exciting action uh, will take place. Dr. Tony Campola says that your past is important because it brought you to where you are. But as important as your past is, it is not nearly as important as the way you see your future. The way you see your future determines your thinking today. Your thinking today determines your performance today. Your performance today has a strong bearing on what that future is going to to be. Now, Dr. Campola was saying, yes, your passion is important, but he said the other's even more important. And he said, I understand what's happened in the past. I know that you were abused as a child. I know that you've had an alcohol and drug problem. I, I know that you've gone bankrupt a couple of times. I know you've gone through a couple of divorces. I know all of those things about you, but I still say the way you see the future is more important than what has happened in the past. Today is a brand new day. This is the day that you can make the decisions that will make such an incredible difference in uh, your life. The way that you look at that future is so important, but you got to plan for it. You were born to win. That's true. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win. You got to prepare to win. And then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. Winning is not an accident. It is the result of a deliberate plan. Now we want to talk about winning the balanced life. How can you have the hope that you can bring that life into balance and win in all areas? Several years ago I had a young man in my office who had a hero. His hero was his boss. Now the reason the young man was there was because though he was doing fairly well or actually pretty good in his business, he was leaving home every morning at 6 o'clock. He was getting in every night at 11 o'clock. That was six days a week. 
His health was deteriorating. He had gone to, to sleep a couple of three or four or five or six times, going back and forth the 30 some odd miles he had to drive. His family life was coming apart. And I mean, he was in trouble and a friend of his had brought him in the office and, and said, he respects you and if you'll talk with him, maybe, uh, maybe you can reach him in some way. So as we sat down, I said, I understand you have a hero. He said, yes, my boss is my role model. He's the one I'm emulating. And I, I said, well, why are you emulating him? And he said, well, he's the most successful man I've ever known. And so I said to him, I said, well, what is success? And what I want you to do is I want you to take the part of your outline uh, that lists at the very top of it where it says objective and I want to kind of go down the list because you see a lot of people never analyze what the situation is. Now we know historically speaking that people who keep records, for example, of what they eat, when they eat it, and the circumstances lose more weight more quickly and keep it off longer. We know that if we were to divide this room into two groups, your salespeople, this group over here, you're selling the same product in the same area. This group over here keeps meticulous records on what happens on each call. This group doesn't do it. The group that keeps the records will sell lots more. Why? They're not kidding themselves. They know exactly what they are doing. They know where they are at any given point. So as I go down this list uh, here, what everybody wants, I asked the young man, I said, well, Steve, I said, let me ask you about success, and then we'll evaluate your boss. If you were happy and healthy, and I want you to judge yourself as we go along, and I want you to put the uh, mark there as we go. If you were happy and healthy, and at least reasonably prosperous, if you were secure and had friends and had peace of mind and good family relationships and the hope that the future was going to be even better and you were loved, and you loved, would you consider yourself to be successful? He said, why, of course. I think anybody would. Would you consider yourself successful? Okay. I said, now, let's evaluate your boss, your role model that you're following. I said uh, to him, I said, uh, how happy is he? And he said, well, I don't think he's happy at all. Now, I want you to mark either a plus or a minus by yours. Are you happy? And he said, well, I don't think he's happy at all. And I said, well, why? And we gave him a minus. He said, well, I almost never hear him laugh, and he seldom smiles. Besides, he's got ulcers. <laughs> and I said, well, let's give him a minus on the happy and on the healthy. If he's got ulcers, that uh, doesn't say a whole lot for his health, so would you be comfortable giving him a minus there? And he said, well, sure. I said, now, if he's got to ulcers, that uh, is because something's eating him, not because of what he's eating. So that means his peace of mind is not there, so uh, we've got to give him a minus on that. Would you agree? He said, yes, I would. He said, okay, uh, let's go on down the list. I said, well, I've asked you one question, and we've already got three minuses <laughs> out of a group of ten. I said, I want you to start thinking in terms of maybe you have been taking the wrong advice from the wrong person. Uh, Mark's on her face. <laughs> and they're saying, how do you hold on to a man? She didn't have a clue. When you ask somebody questions, when you have a role model, look at them. 
is he or she qualified, okay? Then I said to him, now we got three minors, and I said, tell me about his prosperity. And he said, man, he's got money running out of his ears. I said, okay, let's give him a big old plus on that one. I said, how secure is he? And he said, now understand, he's measuring success by your corporate position and how many bucks you got in the bank. He said, man, he's about as secure as money can make you. And I said, well, we had a couple of billionaire brothers here in the Dallas area, and they're both bankrupt. I said, how does he compare? And he said, oh, he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, our ex-governor at one time was worth over $100 million. He's now bankrupt. I said, how does he compare to that? Oh, he said he, he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, okay, would you be comfortable if we just gave him a uh, question mark on his security? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, how many friends does he have? And he thought a minute. He said, I don't think he's got any friends. He said, I'm not his friend. I just admire him because he's so successful. He said, actually, if you want to know the truth, the guy's somewhat of a jerk. I said, okay, uh, we're going to give him a minus on that one. I said, tell me about his family. And he said, well, his wife's divorcing him. So I said, well, we've got to give him a minus on that. I said, how much hope does he have? for the future. And he said, well, before I started talking to you, I thought he had lots of hope. <laughs> but he said, now, I, I just don't know about that uh, at all. So I said, well, would you be comfortable? We uh, gave him, uh, let's say, uh, another question mark on that or even a minus. He said, let's give him a minus. <laughs> I said, okay, we got that one. I said, now, uh, does he love anybody? And he said, yeah, he loves himself. <laughs> I said, uh, well, is he loved? And he said, far as I know, he's not. So I said, well, we got to give him a couple of more minuses, don't we? And he said, yes. Now, folks, out of the 10 factors there, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight minuses. We got one plus and one question mark. Now, let me ask you a question. I asked the young man the same question. I said, let me ask you. Knowing what you now know as we've evaluated the situation, would you swap places with him? Long pause. He slowly stood up, extended his hand, and he said, no, I wouldn't. Would you swap places with him? About four years later and then again last month, I bumped into the young man. Four years ago, uh, he gave me this picture. He had gotten back with his wife. They had the new little one. He had gotten a job that his wife encouraged him to. He moved up much faster. He has, in every area of life, improved substantially. A much happier, healthier man. He's brought balance to his life. So many people think you've got to give up this and give up that. Folks, when you bring it in balance... You'd be amazed at how many more things come to bear in your life. How are you doing in trying to live a balanced life? You may want to go back and listen to the last half of Zig's recording and evaluate yourself on those same areas. If you find that there are some areas in your life out of balance, don't lose hope. You can always begin to make new decisions based on new information for a new outcome. This week, make it a priority to spread hope wherever you go. I'm Blake Lindsay. Until next week, live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.